everybody, and welcome back to One of Us is a Filmmaker. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? You never change your opening. <laughs> no, because it's the best opening. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I just always think of Jim Carrey from Lemony Snicket. I know, yeah, that, that's where it's from. Yeah. Uh, my name is Cassia. And I'm Orion. And we are a brother-sister duo, mm-hmm. and we love to talk about movies that are nostalgic for us. That we do. That we do. Uh, we grew up in the more noughties, but also a bit of 90s. Mm. We watch films from the 70s and 80s, all the times. Uh, all, all across the spectrum. <laughs> of life. Of life. So, you know. All the eras. We just um, we just love chatting about films. We and do. I am actually a filmmaker by trade, as it were. I am uh, actually not a filmmaker by trade. Um, <laughs> That's why it's one of us. One of us is a filmmaker, yeah. So, yeah, and we love to break down our episodes into mm. different themes. And today we're going to be doing a very specific movie throwback. Ooh. So we're going to be chatting about an iconic 90s movie. Incredible. I thought you were about to say The Incredibles. <laughs> no, no, not, that one. not The Incredibles. We have spoken about The Incredibles before. Which is uh, one of our favourite movies. Oh, I do love The Incredibles. Yeah, I mean, Pixar's just fabulous, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Love a bit of Pixar. Don't want to get too into that because we could lead us astray very quickly, you know. Well, our very first episode ever was all about The Incredibles. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it wasn't all about The Incredibles. It was all about Pixar, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me for misspeaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was all about Pixar. <laughs> nice. Well, what have you been... Uh, have you watched anything good lately? Well, I went to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yes. It was very... Oh, yes, you did your uh, little video on Instagram. Maybe. Yeah, if you check us out on Instagram, one mm-hmm. of us is a filmmaker. We do little movie reviews occasionally, and I did about a minute and a half spiel on Kills of the Flower Moon, so mm-hmm. check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it was still worth going to see it in the cinema, even though it is exceptionally long. Yeah. I mean, will you go see it? I actually probably will. Mm. I think it's finding the time to. But... Uh, <laughs> but I do want to. With the adverts, you're really you're in the cinema for about four hours. I know, that's the thing. And I'm it? so sad that I, I'm sad that I like being in the cinema with the adverts. Like I love no, watching. I think people would like that. Even the like crappy adverts before, <laughs> I like those, and then I love oh, the trailers. Those I'm not so hyped about. But <laughs> the trailers I quite like seeing. I love the trailers. Yeah, there's so many films I want to see that are coming out soon. Is so. it? Yeah, there's loads. There's Saltburn. There's, I think I want to see Wonka, we'll see. Oh yes, we did talk about that actually. I, I think I'm on the, the side leading towards, yes, I do want to see it. Well, it's directed by Paul King, who directed um, the Paddington films. Mm-hmm. Which and... was a brief suggestion in a Perfect Movies episode. Oh yeah, so... I mean, most people know on the podcast, our regular listeners will know that we like the Paddington movies mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think they're great. I think they're great. I think they're quite excellent. Quite excellent, there you go. So I'm excited to see... A bit of um, bit of Paul King's direction and see how yeah. it goes. It's Timothy Chalamet playing Wonka. Mm-hmm. We'll have to update our Roald Dahl adaptations episode. Can't be as weird as Johnny Depp's interpretation. <laughs> so, it from seeing the trailer, he doesn't look too strange. More well, like he looks more like uh, an ambitious human. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like using the word normal, but. Yeah, a bit more normal. Uh, yeah, I think it's hard to like not use that word. And um, um, Paddington Three will be coming out at some point. Oh yeah, hopefully next year. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. I mean, Paddington's got so many great sequences, and you know what I've realised recently mm-hmm. is like loads of my favourite films have amazing train sequences. Yes. <laughs> does that include one we just mentioned, which is Shanghai Noon? Oh no, but now now it does. Shanghai yeah. Noon, a Jackie Chan film. Yeah. Like my top five train sequences of all time have got to be 
the Paddington train sequence. Mm-hmm. Paddington 2, sorry, train sequence. Yeah, it's it's got to be the Incredibles train sequence. It's got to be Spider-Man uh, 2's train sequence. It's got to be mm-hmm. from Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Trousers, the train sequence in the kitchen. Oh, that, that is, is a good one. Amazing. That, yeah, but that actually is very impressive. But they all impress it. And then no, Mission Impossible as well. Gotta love that train sequence. No, 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 yeah. no. What do we know? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying Mission Impossible 1. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Because, so I had this annoyance a couple of months ago. So, you know, like, Indiana Jones came out, then Barbie, then Oppenheimer, then Mission Impossible 6. Yeah, um, you mentioned on the podcast you went to see it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I started to have this annoyance because... Both Mission Impossible 6 and Indiana Jones both had a train sequence. (laughs) And I was just like, why is every film having a train? Like, I get it. It's a good set piece. Great set piece. But if every film does it, it starts (laughs) to lose its kind of appeal. Well, Mission Impossible is like the original. Yeah, no. And Mission Impossible 1, that train sequence is phenomenal. Mission Impossible 6, and this was like a, a criticism that people had, it does feel very ripped off from a video game. Ah, so, it's like, there's a very, very, very similar sequence in a video game. Mm. And it's because the video game is also a very cinematic video game. Yeah. So it was all a bit like... Uh, I don't know if you, I do love a good train sequence. Yes, and yeah. Wells and Gromit, Wrong Trousers is oh, absolutely top, that is top class train sequence. Mm. It's so good. It's just one of my favourite sort of sequence, chase sequences of any film ever. Yeah, but the penguin just makes it. He does make it. Yeah. Well, with know. a rubber chicken <laughs> <laughs> I hope we have a Wells and Gromit episode coming oh we will because just iconic in the pipeworks pipeline <laughs> oh Chicken Run 2 came out recently that apparently is not good do <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy ah. so I did a performance I think it was the summer performance that we did uh, with my acapella group and mm. someone there was friends with someone in the group and I spoke to them and they were like just okay some, yeah, some yeah. random person I spoke to basically <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm working on Chicken Run 2, animating it. I was like, oh, great. How long is that going to take? She's like, it's done. And I was <laughs> like, oh, so when's it coming out? She's like, soon. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. It came out at London um, Film Festival, or it premiered there at least. Yeah, uh, apparently it doesn't have, like, any of the original cast. No, it doesn't, no. They're all new. So I suppose it's basically just a different film. Mm, no, I mean, most, like, voice actors can redo voices of other characters. I mean, people have been doing that for years, like... Winnie the Pooh and yeah, Mickey true. Mouse. I mean, it's definitely not the same voice actors who started those roles, is it? No, but I think what it is is that Chicken Run was quite an iconically it cl- was, classic yeah. children's film. So I've heard that apparently um, they haven't revisited the iconic line, I don't want to be in a pie, uh, yeah. isn't in the new one. I was chatting to a bunch of students the other week who'd all seen it mm-hmm. at the premiere, or like had gone to see it as a screening there, and um, yeah, they were informing me the concept and uh, kind of has a Lego movie vibe about it, like sort of dystopian factory vibe. Um, okay. Not to ruin too much. I mean, I, I haven't seen the film. I but probably am not going to see it. All right. But I think the villain is the same as well, ultimately, uh, from the first film. Again, I don't know if it's the same voice actor or not. And it's about the relationship between Ginger and Rocky and their kid, basically. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I would go see it if it was on and mm-hmm. nothing else on yeah. to watch. I'll, I'll probably watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of those things where I don't mind catching it on a streamer. Yeah. I don't feel like I need to go to the cinema. No. Although I encourage people all the time to go to the cinema so we can save the cinema. But I mean, it's that balance, isn't it? Cinemas are, can be quite expensive now. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would much prefer, if I had to prioritise, going to see Killers of the Flower Moon over yes. Chicken Run 2. I would definitely see Killers of the Flower Moon in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the problem with that film is if you watch it at home, you'd be far too tempted to, like, check your phone or 
And you need a bit of concentration. You need a lot of concentration. Oh, okay. You need a lot of concentration. You need to be proper in and focused, you know. Well, I thought, because I I recently saw Past Lives. Mm -hmm. And I did a review of it on the uh, letterbox. I thought you were going to say on the blog. No, no, no. On the One of Us as a Filmmaker letterbox. You can check that out. Yeah, very nice. Um, But, yeah, it was great. I thought it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very happy I went to see it. And I was more impressed with it. I think overall, than Oppenheimer and Barbie. Wow. Yeah. Big words. And Oppenheimer and Barbie were pretty Boppenheimer. Good. Boppenheimer. Boppenheimer. Swag. <laughs> yeah. I, I prefer uh, Boppenheimer, whatever you just said, to, to Barbie Hammer. Boppenheimer yeah, bo- bo- sounds great. Boppenheimer is much better. <laughs> sounds great. It's like Bobbit. 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 Yeah. Bobbit. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'd recommend to see Past Lives, but if you can catch it, is it still out in... I bet it's some indie cinemas. Will be. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I feel like it's quite exciting time for cinema right now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these big studio films are getting pushed back, you know, because of the strikes, so... But they've resolved a lot of the strikes now. Not with the actors yet. Oh, the, the writers, writers they have. The writers yeah. they have, So, um, you know, they've pushed back Snow White, they've pushed back Dune. Um, what else? I mean, there are a few of the big ones are coming out, like Wonka's going to come out, the new Hunger Games will come out. But presumably that's because they've all been filmed already. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, why certain ones are getting delayed and some aren't. Mm. But anyway, we, uh, yeah, have exciting times ahead. Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. And I guess we are looking back Yeah. for this one. Casting our minds back to almost 30 years ago, which is pretty embarrassing. No. Yeah, it's going to be 2025 soon. Wait, when did it come out? Clueless, which is the movie we're talking about today, yeah. came out in 1995. Wow. Doesn't that make you 30 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You weren't even born. No, but I just... I was two years old. <laughs> Paul Rudd just doesn't seem that old. I know. He's one of these magical people that just doesn't magical. really age. Yeah. You know, since seeing him in Friends and then, well, Clueless, and then Clueless watching him in Friends and all the films he's done now. Because uh, he did like a string of like comedies, really. Yeah, like, he, he did. Yeah. Yeah, and Paul Rudd's a, a big part in uh, Clueless. Mm-hmm. He plays the love interest in a kind of strange way in that he's her stepbrother. Yeah. Sort of ex-stepbrother. I was always a bit confused about that. <laughs> I was always a bit like, aren't they brother and sister? <laughs> like, no, not by blood. No, but yeah, they're not by blood. And not even for like a long time. So they make the point that his mum was briefly married to her dad. For like, um, you know, not very long at all. So yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, the dad just kind of looks out for him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of okay, so but like... also kind of a bit strange. <laughs> this is the nineties. It's a bit. Oh, I don't know if the nineties. <laughs> I still think it's a bit weird, but it is weird for the nineties. But... I I guess the writers had a bit of a field day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The producers were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is very satirical. Yes. Generally, yeah. That's what makes it so good is it's very tongue-in-cheek mm. and yet the characters they're not judged i think that's what the director does really well yeah, she presents Cher, who was our main character played mm. by alicia silverstone uh, and yeah she's kind of this sort of stereotypical blonde kind of airhead the, like, the dumb blonde stereotype yeah that she that. only cares about outside appearances right and she looks very affluent very mm. rich mm. but she learns through the film to uh, you know, not care about all those things. Yeah. And it's about the human and helping people, yeah. not from just the outside, but 
you know, getting involved in church. She becomes empathetic. She yeah. becomes very much, much more emotional and much more like caring. Yeah, but it's it's like the the filmmakers never like criticizes her for the way she is. No, and that's what makes it really good. The director is Amy Heckerling. Is her name female director? Yes, in the nineties. Yeah. heard of wow <laughs> i mean there were some around just not loads yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, i'm joking i'm being a bit vegetas yeah <laughs> what's the actual word facetious facetious <laughs> he's being facetious and um you know it's based roughly based on the jane austen book emma so mm. it kind of takes that as inspiration but it's just cemented itself as a cult classic oh yeah clueless people and, love clueless and i think recently with tiktok and all that hip stuff mm-hmm. uh it's just like brought a new audience into it and everyone's loving the 90s fashion right now. Yeah. And the outfits are iconic. Yeah. Like, so cool. I wish I had just like, those cool prints. It's like the multicolored trouser vibe. Like... Oh, it's just the skirt the and the, skirt, the yeah. shirt combinations with mm. the checks. And it's just so cool. Yeah. Do you know what the budget was for the movie? Do you have any guess? I'm going to guess it was actually quite small. Mm. Um, it's, still a, it's still a big movie. So, 20 million. Wow, that's pretty close. Is it? Yeah, it's basically... There's, I mean, the figures I saw online kind of range between 12 and 20. So, oh, well, actually, I'm know, pretty happy with that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And guess what it made um, overall during its theatrical run? Not opening weekend, theatrical run. Theatrical entire. run overall. Uh, 100. Million? Yeah. No, a bit less than that. Uh, it was 56.6 million. Oh, okay. And apparently that was... The 32nd most popular movie of 1995. <laughs> don't know where I got 32nd? <laughs> oh, fair enough. I need to look out, um, look up what other films came out in 95 just to compare. Probably quite a few. Yeah, there would have been quite like, a few big ones. Yeah, there's, I mean, Toy Story came out in 95. Hello. Um, that was probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah, probably. Probably top 10, I would say. Mm, that's an interesting question. Really There'll be up. some big Spielberg that came out in 95 and Classic. all that. Um, and stuff. And Terminator was coming out around this time. So there's all these big ones. Uh, Independence Day is probably around this time. I was going to say Independence Day might have been etc. Like, etc. Et somewhere around there. But anyway, never mind. Mm-hmm. It made back essentially three, four times. It's um, you like can't it. complain about that. No, you can't. It did really well, and apparently, uh, the studio that backed it was um, surprised it made so much money because they didn't realise that all the you know teen girls were going to flock to go see it. Mm. I don't know why they just thought. But we'd I think go to the cinema. That, but that was kind of there was kind of a few like that. Like I can't remember when it came out, but. Um, 10 Things I Hate About You had also kind of... That's a bit later. Was that a bit later? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that captured like a similar audience, I think. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it was playing off Clueless's success, kind of bringing that out and, you know, attracting that kind of audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll give a brief overview of what happens in Clueless yeah, so people don't, don't know. It follows um, this sort of shallow, rich, wealthy girl called Cher, mm-hmm. played by Alicia Silverstone, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And she's... You know, the popular girl in school, top of the pecking order. and oh, bas- standard. Yeah. And basically, she sees herself as someone to help fix other people. So she becomes a matchmaker, uh, getting two teachers to date. Then she there's a weird sort of frumpy new girl at school that she chooses to become her project. Mm. Uh, but actually, when the social levels of the other people rise up around her, she starts to doubt her place. Mm-hmm. And she realises that her, you know, ex-stepbrother... Josh, played by Paul Rudd, uh, sort of looks down on her slightly. She has this revelation that she needs to be a better person and uh, goes about changing her ways. That almost makes it sound like nothing happens. Mm. 
but it's kind because of, it's kind of just like a window into her life at the time. Yeah, you know, um, it's, and it's very character driven. I think it's super character driven. It's not like a major plot driven film yeah. anyway. But that's that's part of the fun of it. And I mean, most teen comedies kind of just center around one girl's experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether that's like Easy A or Mean mm. Girls, or you know, it's that. You, you, there's a specific lens that the movie's told through, and that's Cher's perspective. Because mm-hmm. there's monologues as well, like kind of yeah. internal. Uh, like what's the, there's like a specific word I'm thinking of. Well, I really like that as a effect that they use. As a narration. Yeah, she's narration. trying to narrate it. Yeah. Was my mama Betty? <laughs> <laughs> Total classic. Yeah. Just so great, and it actually happens throughout the whole film. Yeah. You know, it's not just at the beginning or the end. Mm. Um, so you're really in her perspective, mm-hmm. and that's again why I think you, like you as an audience viewer, you're not judging her or criticizing her because you're just experiencing it as her mm. it's not like other characters it's literally her thought process playing yeah. out on screen yeah. yeah and she's only met you know she's 15 in the film i swear they all Which look crazy at... they all look like 18 19 <laughs> yeah. 20 well her best friend character in the film dion yeah she's played by an actor called stacy dash she's classic as well she's classic and she was 27 i think at the time of making the Whoa. film Whoa. 27. Well, Rachel McAdams was like 27 when she did Mean Girls. You know, they always cast up these roles, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are lots of famous faces in the film. Mm-hmm. As I said, you've got Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Classic. Um, Brittany Murphy's in the film. Mm-hmm. Love her. She's died way before her time. Um, she died? Yeah, she died really early in like 2005. That's it. Pluck that out of my what? head, but it's midnight. I'm not 100% sure, but... Um, yeah, not very, not very nice. Mm-hmm. Then you had Donald Faison in it from Scrubs. Classic. Yes, yeah, I was going to say Turk from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love it. And he's like, yeah. what are you doing, woman? Why don't you call me? Are you on your period, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Is it that time of the month again? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then we have one of my favourite actors who just pops up in the background of everything. Mm-hmm. Wallace Shaw. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a teacher, right? Yeah. The lit, English lit teacher. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he's the debate teacher. Debate teacher, that's it. Yeah, oh, we watched, um, Orion and I watched The Haunted Mansion last night. The original one with Eddie yeah, Murphy. Yeah, not the newest one. And Wallace Shawn popped up in that again. I was oh, like, hello. Wallace Shawn. We love a bit of Wallace Shawn. Love him. I saw him in New York City. Did you say hello? No, because he... So what happened was he was um, in a shop that we were in and he was basically buying his stuff. Yeah. And I sort of caught eyes at him and I really want to say hello, but I was like, that's not appropriate because he's busy going around his life. I just looked at him. He looked at me with locked eyes and I just did a nod in appreciation and he nodded back. I think he appreciated that. Do you think he, he knew that you knew who he was? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was I like, really wanted to be like, oh my gosh, you're one of my favourite actors and I love Rex from Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> like, specifically, but also loads of other roles. Yeah, but do. I think doing stuff like that is okay as long as you don't push it and take up too much of their time. No, no, I mean, I'm not bothered about getting a photo with people or an autograph, no, no, so no, no. there's not really any reason for me to go up to them, apart from just to say, but I in that, work, but but in that look, yeah. he understood what I was going for. That's so true, I didn't you need know what, to. Maybe, maybe you have an even better experience, it's that unspoken bond. Exactly, <laughs> we don't see each other across the way, I nodded, he nodded back with a little smile. Why is smile. Wallace Shawn not in your films? What? what? Get him in there. Uh, I'll try. Look, Wallace, I made I made eyes at you, mate. Yeah. I'm in New York. <laughs> Do you remember me? <laughs> Will you come be in my film, please? Thank you. Yes. His um, storyline, or like the whole matchmaking sequence, uh-huh. where they try and get him to date um, the, the teacher. other teacher. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts of the film. Because the other the teacher, sequence. she's really like ditzy, right? You and, like, sort of. She's a yeah. bit like. Well, they say she's just not really considered about her appearance. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is all it is, but um. <laughs> The whole reason that Cher does that really is because she wants to improve her debate grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like a really angry, like annoyed teacher. 
But yeah, not like not like in a stereotypical way. He's actually quite sweet. But no, but she thinks he has it out for her a little bit. Well, he just won't change her grade. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. when she brings her report card to her dad, mm-hmm. and oh, she's yeah. like, "It's not finished." Um, and he's like, "Why?" And she's like, "Some teachers are trying to lowball me, Daddy. You never take a first offer." <laughs> um, she's like, "Yeah, negotiating." Because her dad's a lawyer, and she's yeah, yeah. obviously grown up. But that's the thing with Cher, the character. She's really intelligent mm. and feisty. And she's not dumb. No, she's, she's not. not. And that's why. What's nice about it is, like I said, that even though on the surface you think she's, a, could, you could think of her as a bit of a, like an airhead. Yeah. You learn and you hear her narration, and she's logical and thinks about things, even if it's not how we would do it or how people think. There is a thought process going on there, and it's exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of her dialogue is just hilarious. I know. So. But the cast could looked very different. Why? Well. Share. there were two other actors in the running to play her. Ooh. Do you want to guess who they were? Mid-90s. Blonde. Blonde. Reese Witherspoon? Yep. Reese Witherspoon was um, one of them. Then the other one. This might have been too early. No, that's too early. That's not right. Who were you going to say? Kirsten Dunst, but that's no, too early. No, no, no. Um, she was quite young. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too early. Um, okay, I don't know how old she would have been at this point. Maybe mm. too old. Like, someone like... Who's the one from When Harry Met Sally? No, no she's, been too she's old. like she's, an adult. At yeah, that point. no, I know. That's why I'm. I'm trying to think of like. Okay, I'm not going to get it. I need you. I need your assistance on the last one. <sighs> I'm happy I got Reese Witherspoon. To be yeah, honest. she's from a very famous TV show from the '90s. We've spoken about her before. Jennifer Aniston. No. <laughs> uh, too old. Never mind. No, it's not it. happening. You won't get it. Never mind. It's not happening. It's not happening. It is Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar. Oh, I like Sarah Michelle Gellar. You should have guessed it then. Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's quite Sarah a tongue twister to say Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar. But then also... That makes sense, actually. Yeah, I Yeah, I agree. Like, both of them, I think, could have worked. And Reese Witherspoon does a, not a similar character in Legally Blonde, but you can see that kind of archetype. That yeah, kind airhead of is, kind of vibe. Yeah, it, like, runs parallel. Yeah. But yeah, I think Alicia Silverstone does great. And the director wanted to cast her after seeing her in the Aerosmith videos that she was in at the time the music Aerosmith videos. yeah right she played a role in I think more than one Aerosmith video are yeah. Aerosmith videos known for like dramatic plots or I don't know we'll have to go watch maybe it maybe we do yeah, go have <laughs> see her early bit. work <laughs> see her early work in the Aerosmith video yeah. um, I mean that was what uh, Courtney Cox was sort of featured in Maybe it was also an Aerosmith video, but she was featured in a... I think we need to look at these Aerosmith videos. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think with Courtney Cox it was Aerosmith necessarily, but she had like a big role in some music video back in the 90s. Or maybe it was even... It would have been in the 80s actually probably with her, but... Yeah. Music videos was the place to spot the actors, obviously. Well, they were a lot big... Like in the 90s, Mm. early 90s, music videos were a big thing. Mm -hmm. So, not surprised, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, But then Paul Rudd, there were other people in the running for his role. His character's name is Josh Ooh, in the film. Okay. Who do you think? One of them is a big Hollywood star now and was, you know, getting up there, getting up the ladder in the 90s for sure. Won a very big award in the late 90s uh, for a film that they wrote and starred in. Oh my God. <laughs> now there's so much pressure on me. I was going to say Tom Hanks, but. No, I wait, you think he did Forrest Gump? No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why. Or 94. But yeah. Not someone like Ryan Gosling. It's not dissimilar to Ryan Gosling, wouldn't say. Oh, is it someone from that crew? The, the no, it's not crew? from the not from the Barbie crew, nor from the Mickey Mouse Club crew. No, okay. <laughs> the, no, not the Barbie, the Barney. Oh, Barney. The no. Barney crew. No, okay. Um, not from the Barney crew either. From SNL crew. No, 
Okay, um, it's, it's not happening. I'm not going to guess it. He plays the superhero at the minute, or recently did. Oh, would it have been... What's his name? <laughs> Toby Maguire? No, like recently. Toby Maguire did a superhero ages ago. Oh, I don't know. Who's uh, a recent plays one of the superheroes? Last few years. Uh, it's too much. It's too much pressure. You can't think of an actor who wrote their own movie and it did very well and won some Oscars in the 90s. Young, good-looking. Oh, not um, Good Will Hunting Guy. Yes. What's his name? Matt Damon. Not him, the other one. Ben Affleck. Yes. Ben Affleck. Yes. Ah, okay <laughs> okay very good very good got there ben affleck was in the running yeah and then someone else was in the running i'm also a tv show from the noughties i would say early noughties and actually one of the other actors is in the same uh tv show as him. who's in the movie oh the guy from scrubs yeah the mi- uh what's his name zach Raff, Raff, that's it. No, Raff. Raff, Zach Raff. Zach Raff. Zach Raff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the film could have looked a bit, little bit different, you know? Not that different. I mean, I mean they're no, white not. guys with brown hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been that different. <laughs> but I know, I, I like, I have to say, everything, mm. I, I whenever I see Paul Rudd, even in like films I really don't like that he's in, I, I kind of think Paul Rudd's kind of a nice redeeming factor. He's just got a very... And we talk about this a lot of the time. I think Paul Rudd's got a really watchable presence on screen. Yeah, he does. You know? He does kind of play the similar sort of character. Of course. But, yes, something really likeable about him and watchable. And that's, you yeah. know, quite important, really. Mm. Um, I mean, actually, for a lot of these actors, it's similar. You they know, were all very watchable in that film. Oh, you? yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think Brittany Murphy is so great in that movie. She's so, like, spunky and fun, mm-hmm. but sweet and innocent. Yeah. And she has that little, like, arc of turning into a bit of a mean girl. Mm-hmm. You're a virgin who can't drive. I know. That's harsh because, like, you <laughs> just see, like, it goes back to uh, Cher's face. And she's, like, cry- she's about to cry. She's like, that's way harsh. That's, that was way harsh. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it's like Cher's created her own monster, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankenstein situation, mate. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, classic. What's funny is there was an interview with Brittany Murphy later where she said, that was kind of funny because at the time I was a virgin and I couldn't try. (laughs) 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 Wait, how old was she when she did the film? Uh, Probably 18, 17, 18. She was a lot younger than the others then. Well, I think Alicia Silverstone was only like 17, 18 as well. There's only Stacey Dash. You know what I liked about Alicia Silverstone in it Mm. is actually not the physical performance is the vocal performance yeah I think her voice in that is really like like you even you quoting it which they're trying to lowball me daddy like, yeah. like the way she says things yeah. is really dynamic mm-hmm. and I think it leads to a very like interesting and watchable character yeah you know there's and, a real personality behind her. And her facial expressions are so good yeah. she really uses her eyebrows yeah I remember yeah yeah um yeah, there's just some great lines. It's when one of my favorite ones is when she goes to, um, she's about to leave with Christian for mm-hmm. a party. He's like, What are you wearing? And she's like, It's a dress. And he's like, Who says? And she's like, Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I mean, as I said, the fashion was like incredible. Apparently, the budget for the costumes was, you know, fairly tight considering how much they featured. Apparently, the budget for costume was like $200,000, I think. But at the same time, like, you get a good costume designer and they can work with... Yeah, but I think a lot of them were um, meant to be, obviously, designer stuff and all that. So, 
Yeah, well, they did a good a job money. of making it look like it because yeah. all the stuff is really good. <laughs> the other bit when she's about to get held up by gunpoint, he's like, get on the ground, and she's like, no, this isn't a liar. <laughs> and he's like, I know what I'm. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, I love how, like, yeah, that scene in particular is hilarious because it's just like so cheesy but it should be dramatic yeah like the way she just handles the whole thing is really funny it's it's like her personality doesn't leave her <laughs> and it just like it gets her out of situations without her like meaning to if yeah that makes sense. Or like yeah. it kind of gives her the escape route or, or whatever it is yeah but you know it's yeah. a it's a very i would call the whole movie like quite cute mm-hmm. but also clever Cute and clever. Cute and clever, yeah. There you go, it's the three C's. Cute, clever, clueless. Amazing. The film is clueless. No, I (laughs) Yeah, I know. I should have made that as like... Big Vegeta's again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People, if they need to get the Vegeta's joke that Orion's doing as an in-joke on the podcast, Mm. you need to listen to our... Was that our musicals episode in season two? I think it was our musicals episode (laughs) in season two. (laughs) Funny. uh, Just encouraging people to go and watch, uh, listen to our... um, Old episodes. Old episodes. I mean, please do. do. Um... It's that time of the episode again when we uh, oh. question what Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie. Is it? Mm. Here we go. Okay. Um, what do you think the tomato score is for Clueless? Oh, Clueless. Um, I think critics like it, mm-hmm. but don't absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go for a 73. Nope. It's higher. Wow. 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 <laughs> 83. Pretty close. What is it? Bit lower. 80. Bit more. 81. Yeah. 81%. <laughs> That's high. Yeah. That is high for a critic score, actually. I think it's quite high. I guess the thing about it is, like, it kind of nails what it does. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, so, we talk about this a lot when we analyse movies and filmmakers as well. You know, if they're achieving what they set out to do, mm. that's great. Like, it's hard to say that's a bad film. Whether you and I like it is a different matter. But is it cohesive? Is it clear? Is it... You know, obviously got a really strong voice, filmmaker voice in it. Yeah. Yes, Tonally it very similar across the whole thing as well. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very consistent, mm-hmm. which is why it's great. And it's a good little package of a film. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why people are drawn to it. You know, it's an easy, fun watch. Mm. The characters go on their journeys and it's clever. That's just the word I keep coming back to. Yeah. It's a clever little film. Mm. Yeah. And I watched it when I was a bit older. I think we got it on DVD... When I was like maybe 13, 14, so I didn't grow up watching it. Watched it a bit later and mm-hmm. yeah, really enjoyed it. Well, I was I've, like, oh, I haven't seen this before. I've watched it on and off in the past couple of years. And like, I remember the first time I'd watched it having not seen it in ages and just being like, oh, I remember all of this from like when you used to watch. Like, it was just one of those really, it was a nostalgic moment where I watched it where I was like, oh, I remember that scene. I remember that. I remember, mm. like, the facial expression that she pulled or something. Like, I remember the scene when Cher and Paul Rudd are, like, being nice to each other and sitting sitting on the couch and, like, mm. eating popcorn or whatever. Oh, Just, like, bits like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very sweet. What's the audience rating, then? Is oh, that, yes. Um, okay, can I give it... I'll give it a go. Go for it. Give it a guess. Uh, 85. Less. <sighs> 80. Less. Oh, Oh, the critics liked it more than the audience like it. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. Well, you know, you know what some American audiences are like. There's a there's a scene where they're you know doing a bit of drugs and the smoking, and they talk about sex. So you know, subversive, yeah. <laughs> crazy, very subversive. Who would have thought in California in <laughs> high school they would have been doing that? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Seventy five. 
Pretty much. It's 76%. Okay. That's similar. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, you know, Mean Girls had about 70% for an audience, you know. Too subversive, mate. Too subversive. But also maybe if you're an adult, adult, not in your teens or 20s watching it, maybe you just don't connect with it as much. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I can, but I imagine it's it's quite a relatable experience for a lot of teenagers. Like, maybe not, but, you know. I don't know. It's probably quite different to British teenagers. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, compared to British teenagers. But at the same time, like, it must have done something to capture the imagination of teenagers at that time because it made three times the budget. Yeah, I mean, like we say, on Run Tomatoes, it's a whole spectrum of people that are commenting. It's not Mm. just the target audience. You Mm. know, obviously there are loads of people that love this movie. And that's what a good cult movie usually doesn't have, you know, 100% 100% rating because it doesn't go down from the moment it's released as like True. an absolute classic. Yeah. Cult classic, you get your hardcore fans. Yeah. You need that time to develop into a cult classic. You, know? you need that breathing space. That breathing space, yeah. Exactly. So, do you have any other iconic quotes that you like from the movie? Um, I've basically said all of mine. <laughs> I like, I can't remember what I'm thinking about is the scene where Cher is like complaining because Christian won't like kiss her mm-hmm. and like make out with her. So they're in the car driving. Turk's character says something and then Dion's like, the boy does love to shop Cher because <laughs> they're like telling her that he's gay, basically. And she's oh, yeah. like slowly realising, oh, he's so gay. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it's funny. Murray is his name. Murray, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Murray says like, he, he says like three lines that I like yeah, he, synonyms yeah. for just saying he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He lists it off, like, really quickly. Yeah, like, yeah. I do remember that. I like that scene. Just because it's really funny, because she's, like, comes to the realisation, she's like, I'm trying to get with this gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Yeah. Uh, funny. Yeah. Well, um, what about you? You got anything that stands out as well? I think all my iconic quotes I've said, to be honest, throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. As if... We haven't necessarily mentioned, um, which I think loads of people reference as, like, a thing, is the rolling with the homies. And she does a little hand movement. Rolling with the homies. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, like, oh, just Brittany Murphy's so great. Yeah. I love Ty as a character. What else was she in? She was in loads of things. Um, I feel like... The, she was her, in, I know her face from other things. She's in those things. She was in Girl Interrupted. She was oh, in Eight Mile. She was in, um, also on with Dakota Fanning, Uptown Girls. She was in loads of like rom-coms with like Ashton Kutcher and, you know, people like that. Right. She was a rising star, you know. It's so sad. Yeah. She was really great. Hmm. Very, again, had that watchability factor. Maybe that's why Clueless worked, because everyone the, yeah, had a watchability. The, yeah. And good and, casting. And c- character-driven... Good actors to play the parts, good casting, like, what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where the magic happens, isn't it? When you've got great script, great casting, yeah. good direction, Bob's your uncle. Perfect. Solved. Solved. <laughs> We've solved. Yeah. Um, do you have any other um, favourite scenes that you want to mention for your realm? Rolling with the homies. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, <laughs> I feel like we've mentioned all, like, the really good lines. Yeah. And, like... I don't necessarily think it's a scene-driven film. I think it's a line, yeah. line thing. Like it's just—it's like it's personality-driven. Yeah, it is. It's more funny in just the lines that we've already said and the so, vibes. Yeah, I really like the scene as well when she gets up near the start to do the debate, and she's like talking about you know she's like whether, her pen around. Well, it's like about whether they should let Haitians. I think. Um, yeah, it's like a really to, deep topic. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like have basically in a nutshell, it's like having immigrants come to the United States, mm-hmm. and she does the whole speech about how like. 
she had people that did not RSVP to a party, but at the end it was great. <laughs> and it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and yeah. everyone, like, claps. Yeah. There's just so many cute little moments like that. I love that little bit of the scene. And then the other bit when um, the guy who sort of all strung out gets the most tardies in the class and he yeah, like, pops yeah. up and he's like, I want to thank McDonald's for making those egg McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I would oh, not be yeah, tardy. It's the skater guy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he has a relationship with Ty, which yeah. is very Oh, it's a good film. It's so good. I mean, I totally recommend people to watch it. 100%. I think it holds up from 95 to now. Oh, yeah, 100%. Totally enjoyable. Yeah, 100%. And I actually don't even think it was, like... I don't think it uses many, like, offensive things. Like, it doesn't use much offensive language, it doesn't use offensive stereotypes, because... The whole thing is stereotype-driven. Yeah. So you satirical. Yeah, Yeah. satirical. So you're literally watching these stereotypes being played out and, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, subverse? Not subverse, but, like, challenge. Yeah. 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 Sounds great. So if you're out there and you've not seen Clueless, Mm -hmm. we recommend it. Yeah. Go try try and watch it wherever you can. I think we uh, tried to find it. It wasn't. It was on um, Netflix for ages, and now it's disappeared. Yeah, I'm not, we're not sure where it's gone. But um, <laughs> I do have it on DVD, but I didn't. I don't have my DVDs here at your house. Sad times. Also, I don't think the uh, listeners can uh, access the DVD unless we <laughs> yeah. mail, mail it to every single one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's It'd probably be like in, um, of the traveling DVD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a movie throwback. In the <laughs> I know. Uh, well, um, if you have a local CEX near you, they mm-hmm. probably will have Clueless hiding about in there. It's great. Just go watch it wherever you can. Go watch it. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, that's the end of uh, our movie throwback episode for this week. Well, make sure you uh, stay up to date on the Instagram. Check out uh, our episodes wherever you get your podcast. As if. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>